What's going on, y'all? This is Leader Johnson on the Five Leaders of Sports podcast, and I'm here to talk about Villanova's upcoming Big Five matchup with Penn. Now, it's a lot to catch up on. A lot to catch up on. Had a loss to Baylor. It was a tough one, but Baylor, number 24 ranked good team. Uh, it's good that this young team faces challenges like that in order for them to be a successful team. Now, beating this day, I was tough. Because S.C. Wright coaches just like Jay Wright. He it's like playing those guys in practice. The way they play, that's basically what it was. But the better caliber team won. And Brandon Stone's gonna be a good player for LaSalle. Uh, David Beatty's starting to score. You know he still got. You know he needs to hit more shots, but he needs to get more comfortable with them. You got uh, Isaiah Dees. Um, Ayende Hakeem looks good. He looks like he's going to be a very impactful guard for LaSalle. That was a good recruit. Him and uh, Stone. Stone, I mean, those are two good recruits. Now, you look at uh, Villanova, the 19-10 and 10 by Sadiq Bey. I mean, Sadiq Bey just looks like he's ready. And I think he's not even getting. He's one of those guys you don't see on no mock boards except for my, my, my draft rankings. I just think he's, I mean, what else do you want? Playing in the Big East, he shoot the three, six eight. He can he can handle the he can handle the rock. It's only gonna be for the Nova. This is the same type of team like twenty eighteen when people really 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 wasn't putting Defensenzo on the list. When you hanging on the twenty to the middle of the second round and the draft before the draft that's recently coming, then you're not really a you know. But they see you. You know he started going up the ladder after it. That uh, national championship showing. So, this team, just like Spelman. Spelman was always on boards. And I'm pretty sure he would have been the second round pick if it wasn't for this championship that they won. It just put those guys on a whole other ladder to be a second team to win it. And it just be like, oh, Jay Wright got some guys. So, that did it. Now, this team has top 50 guys. Sadiq Bay came onto the scene, four star. And he's kind of like having a, a stronger Josh Hart. That's all it is. Like, Bay is a stronger Josh Hart. Cole Swider is the guy no one's talking about. Like, what he does and what he can do with that shot selection and how he scores, he's only going to get more comfortable on the court. Next year, I see him, no doubt, being a starting four. He'll start at the four. You look at him and Jermaine Samuels, I see them between three and four when Robinson Earl is out of here. So I see Cole Swider. He is coming on the start lineup immediately with Jermaine Samuels. I don't think, if, looking at Jermaine Samuels' role, and I was thinking of this year he would be in there, but it just don't look like he'll have that type of role. He's just playing, rolling. I think next year, that's going to be when this team, when Jermaine really is going to have to come and step they got so many good players, they need attackers. They need attackers. So, and Gillespie's that guy. And now Moore, he's scary because you don't know when he's going to be like that. Like, he'll have games, we've seen him get down, and then he'll fall back a little bit. And I think everybody lets everybody shine accordingly. You know, Robinson Earl has some 20-point game, and then Antoine is just coming. Like, he's he's making use of his... So every time he's on the court, he plays on both sides of the, every time he's on the court. Like, he's ready to impact. And I don't know what game 
that Jay Wright is going to let him loose loose, but I think this could be, I think we're getting close to that because he got a lot of run, you know, work back onto the court. Every time he works so hard, so he's ready to impact. And when he lets him loose for 20 minutes and gives him usage to score, Antoine is going to be, that team is going to be so different. It's going to be real hard to stop that team. Antoine is going to shine, and he's going to be a first-round draft pick. Whether or not he's in the lottery, this remains to be seen. But I'd say top 20, Antoine will end up, by the end of the season, convincing NBA scouts that he is a top 20 NBA draft pick. And Robinson Earl's in the top 10 at 6'9", 235, 232, 235. He can pass. He can rebound. He can score from the outside. He can score from the inside. So they're just looking at him. After winning the gold medal, and, and this team, that's why I say this team, Jay Wright has already proven that the first team in 2016 was all um, overachievers to people. Chris Jenkins and hitting the game when it's Josh Hart and Michael Bridges. They had one five-star, and he – Jalen Brunson did not get – he was the the lowest usage player, you know, scoring the lowest on the starting five. You had guys on the bench who scored more than Jalen Brunson. He was a good facilitator, good defensive player, and a good point guard. He didn't even have to score. He had games during that season where he showed who he was, but, no, they didn't even unleash him yet. This player of the year thing totally didn't come out yet, you know. So that team – Overachieved a lot of people. And at that time, wasn't even one of Jay Wright's, you know, he had some more talented rosters. Now, 2018 was different. You had two five-stars. You had a five-star center and your five-star point guard. And then your center could hit tray ball. But people still wasn't seeing how good he They wasn't really recognizing how good. When Jay Wright won at 2018, you just know what he can do with talent. And just imagine now with two five-star talents again. You got Cole Swatter on the bench. Now you got Slater too. Like one thing that that 2018 team had, you know, on the bench you had DiVincenzo. And, you know, Booth was the scorer, but DiVincenzo was. But you got like eight guys now. You got seven to eight guys. You got um, Dada. On the bench, you got a backup big man who's championship ready. Like, he's going to do whatever it takes. No complaining. He's going to play his role. That's what Dada going to do. A leader. He's a leader on that bench, period. When we talk about production, we talk about heart. He gets down. He's going to play hard, play good defense. And then he's kind of like what Daryl Reynolds was. Except he's even more energetic and, and more. for Like, Dada was, came freshman, ready to play. Immediately ready to play. Always been a good Villanova Wildcat. And then you get Cole Swatter and Brandon Slater. Like, that's crazy to have that type of bench. Now you get Antoine back. And I think Wright is getting prepared to put more on the bench because why would he have a lineup where Cole Swatter started? Like, it just don't make, like, if you know more has been doing it now, you see what's it's going to happen where it's going to be Antoine, Gillespie, Samuels, Bay, and Robinson Earl. And that starting five, my friend, is very dangerous. That is dangerous. 
Like when he gets on that starting five and you got more coming off the bench with Swatter and Slater and Dada, they are nine deep. They are nine deep. Period. That is a dangerous bat. Coaching by Jay Wright is a dangerous basketball. If this team hits their threes and plays their defense, like, I mean, what can you do? You got Dixon and, and, and Khalid Daniels next season. That's, that's your other uh, commit. You know, he's red-shirting as a freshman, so you're bringing him along. Because you're going to need a center. And I, I see, you see Eric Dixon, he's going to play. The, that's another thing. What's going to happen? Is it going to be Eric Dixon? Is it going to be Dada? Again, that's another thing. Like, Dada, Dada is going to be a pro about it. I mean, he's a four-star. He's a big-time player. But Eric Dixon is another guy that's 6'7 and can shoot the tray ball. He's, I, th- I think he's starting next year. I'm just going to put that. I think Eric Dixon starts with Cole Swatter, Jermaine Samuels, Caleb Daniels, and Colin Gillespie. I think that's just the team. I think that's just it. You know, Slater can start. You, you see what Slater can do with the ball. See what he can do. And then when Samuels goes, Slater takes the fourth spot. With Swatter and Dixon and Daniels. And now then who's going to play points? It's going to be Chris. Is Villanova going to be looking at the, the you got Trey Patterson, you got Nana Njoku, Langston Love. Watch out for Russell Diggins and Trevor Kills. I think those are two point guards to look at. Kills has the offer. I think Kills can be a point guard that they could look at to have with Kills and Slater from the same high school. I think that could happen. I think now we look at the Trevor Kills situation with Villanova, and we we, we thinking this could be another. The Joku, Patterson, and Kills might be the commits. That could happen. Everything's in dice. Everything's in the way for Kills. Patterson and Njoku. I don't think Christie. I just don't think the only five-star guy that we need to focus on heavy and go for is Trey Patterson. That's it. That's the five-star guy this time. You know, you got to just pick your pool. I think his five-star ratio every year is pretty good. And with him not getting nobody in 2020 and getting a guy like Caleb Daniels and Goblin. Caleb Daniels is going to have a great Villanova career. <laughs> That was just a great get. So and then playing Penn, Penn, um, Penn does good, man. I think Penn in recruiting, Penn does great. They just every year from the Eddie Scott, Jared Simmons, um, uh, Jelani Williams. When he comes back, he's gonna be an impact. It's just been unfortunate him being injured, but he's going to be something special when he gets healthy and he gets on the floor. That's a different athlete Penn has. And then they got Max Lorca-Lloyd, Bryce Washington, Michael Wayne. They got some good players on this squad for the years to come. A.J. Brodeur is an NBA guy. I don't know what they're waiting for. This guy's an NBA forward. He can pass, rebound, all-around powerful. He's going to be 
on somebody's team. Don't be surprised if he goes undrafted to somebody. Don't be surprised if he could be a starter for somebody. He could just play basketball. And you'll see that the matchup on this game between Penn and Nova is Jeremiah Robinson Earl and A.J. Bordeaux. Two, they're going to be going at each other. Two guys who can do this. Every Both of them can do the same thing. One's just more athletic, you know, quicker, faster, you know. I mean, that, that's just what it is. Like, and... But it's going to be good to see these two guys go at it. You know, one's experienced in college. This is a good matchup because he goes against a guy who's been here. He's he's succeeded already. He's been a, a, a impact freshman, AJ Bordeaux, and now he's you know he's the upperclassman. So this is it. And two same type of guys. I'm really waiting to see this matchup. Really good. But um, Jordan Dingle has been killing for Penn. And who's going to be the guard? Like who's going to, is it going to be Samuel's Garden? I think the one good thing about Villanova is they can switch lineups. This particular lineup gave you a matchup where Cole, uh, you you might want Jermaine Samuels to play shooting guard to um, guard some of you know the size better shooters, and you got one spot at the four position. Um, or, or the three where Cole Swallow can be the bigger shooting guard. You know, I mean the bigger small forward. You know, because Cole Swallow is six eight, six nine, and can shoot like that. So they could do that this game, or they can just say, you know, we're going to put in. I think Antoine need to get a crack. I'm just waiting for them to say Antoine starting, because he's he's more improving that you need to put him in the star lineup. He's 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 jumping jack flash. He's energy on both sides of the court every time. And affecting both sides, getting a steal and a point. Like, he's ready to impact. He, when you pass to him, he's looking to make an impact. And I think with this team, that's why so guard you might not have had a better shooting guard. And I think it's time to unleash Brian Antoine. Like, you got Kansas coming up. It's time to get him into the game's uh, offense audit. I just think it's time. Um, and then the crazy part is you still got Justin Moore. Like, that's a good three-guard rotation now. That's just it. Justin Moore, he can play both guard positions. Uh, Colin Gillespie gets his 30 minutes. And you can give Antoine time. Sometimes you can sit Swatter. Sometimes you can sit Moore. <laughs> You know, those some games when you just got that option. I think those, or sometimes you could sit Slater. You got that three. I think Swider off the bench gets the time. Big period. I think he's the guy. I just think he's the guy. But you got more now. You got two guys who have scored over 20 points off the bench. Like, it's nothing you can, like, those two guys off the bench have to get running. You got to give more 18, you know, it could be some lineups when you got more. You got Antoine at the three, and you got Bay at the four, and you got Robinson Earl, and you got Gillespie. You can do that. That type of that type of lineup can happen. That type of lineup can happen. And that's a dangerous lineup. Think about it. More. You got all your scores, really, almost except for Swatter. But who are you going to fit? You just got a deep team. It's just a deep team, and it's a long team. 
It's not like a small team. The smallest guy is Gillespie, a six two six three. He's physical and he's your best player on the team. He got. I don't really know what to say. He's the heart and soul. It's no, it's no doubt about it. He's the leader. He's a general. But the best player on their team is Sadiq Bay. That's just it, man. Sadiq Bay is the best player on their team. He just does so much. He do everything. The big thing about this matchup against Penn is which team is going to get out first. Penn is not a team to sleep on. They lost against Penn last year. But this team is a little different. Penn going to be a little blown. I mean, they, they I just think that Baylor and Ohio State really played a good game. and Or also, when you look at those games that Villanova had against Ohio State and Baylor, they didn't hit their shots. When they were open, they hit their they shots. And these guys can shoot from anywhere. Like, it's not like they're taking shots that they don't take. These guys can shoot. From, and the only guy that's not shooting from anywhere when they come off the bench is Dada. Even they put Chris Archidiakno in there. He can rain. He can score. That's the guy. Like, everybody, even the red shirt, Eric Dixon. Listen, this team is deep. This team is super deep. And if you want to be excited about next year, yeah, you can. Because you got Caleb Daniels coming. Uh, you still got Jermaine Samuels staying. Even though you ain't got a Jeremiah Robinson Earl won't be there, but Eric Dixon's still here. A red shirt, so you get him in a red shirt. And you get Cole Swatter. And if Sadiq Bay stays, though, I'm still now we, we ain't talked about if Sadiq Bay stays. There's a big pot. If Sadiq Bay stays, then you still got Samuels Bay. With Swider, and then if they, and then the thing is, if Sadiq Bay and those guys stay Swider, it's gonna be a time when Swider and Slater are gonna have a chance to score eighteen a game. You look at Slater and look how he plays. Slater is ready to break out. I think we look at everybody else, but he's active. You know, he has games where you see him hit a three, or you see him drive, you see him make a move, a nice pass. Slater is just playing his role, kind of like Samuels, but. And then at the time, he's like, he's like a, we have a Jermaine Samuels on the bench. But he's a little bit more quicker, you know. Uh, he, he's just a little bit more quicker. That's all it is with Slater. He's just a quicker Jermaine Samuels. But look at Jermaine Samuels. He's just a stronger guy, um, bigger guy. So you look at those two guys, and you just, just look at when Slater plays. He's so active on the court. He knows how to handle the rock. Everybody's talking about the um, Villanova needs this and they need. No, they got all types of ball handlers. Like, that, that backup point guard stuff, listen, when Villanova's hitting their shots, you forget they don't have Antoine. All right? But now Antoine's back, there's so many different avenues Villanova can go. And they're still going to have problems like they did against Ohio State. But I think they'll have, like, two more losses during the year at the most. Like, I think looking at this team, maybe five. I don't know, but maybe. Like, maybe. Like, I just think. You're looking at the Big East. Seton Hall is going to be tough. It's going to be a lot of tough guys. Creighton's going to be tough. They have Butler. Like, the Big East is tough, but Villanova's is so deep and competitive. I mean, just to break down what Villanova has on this team, Brandon Slater was a top 50 type uh, t talent, so it's Cole Swatter. Two guys who were leaders of their team. Big-time players at AAU. Like these are these are elite players, and then you got Justin Moore, Merlin's best player. Merlin's best player. 
Like, this guy is gold medals, Team USA a couple of times. And these are the guys I'm just talking about on the bench. Dada's been an MVP of a tournament last year. He's won a championship. Like, do we forget what Dada has done since he's been here? Last year, no, the, um, he was he was MVP at one of the early tournaments Villanova played on. He did it in high school. He was MVP, and then he was also on the championship team. Like you got to recognize what type of you're just not talking about anybody with Dada. You throw him in there, he he can be an impact. You know, Robinson Earl has his time, and like I said, you're looking at Robinson Earl, just not giving Dixon. The, the the clear cut as the starter because I think Dada I can easily be the starter. Robson Earl is another situation. You know, a five star with, with and does what he has done what he's done. And you look at a five star and you look at the criteria and boom, he, he gets to start now because his impact, what he's done, five star, boom. It's just with that situation. But but Dixon it won't be is so I'm not gonna just go that route because Dick Dada can still be an impact player right now if they want him to. People are really not looking at how good Dada is and recognize how much he's holding back. You know, he's just playing his role. He's be there. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Like that is a very deep team, and it's a scary Villanova team right now, top to bottom. Cosby Roundtree on the bench with Swider and Moore and Slater. That is a deep bench. It's a killer bench. And the thing is that Moore and Swatter have scored over 20 points already. This, that's guys off the bench. And Rob Crosby, Roundtree, and Slater are two of the more elite defenders on the team. And they've displayed that this year. They displayed, you know, hitting their shots. But, you know what I mean, Crosby, Roundtree, a post monster. He get that rebound in there, he's going to, you know, he's going to make you foul him or he's going to, you know, get that point. I mean, he's the type of guy he's going to rebound. He's going to play defense. He's in there playing good basketball. People looking at uh, how he's shooting, he's not shooting like last year. He's got a different role, more, you know, going there. You, you involved him in the offense, period, last year. Period. You had to. He's on the floor, you're going to involve him in it. You get a high percentage of shots. Now he's just falling back, he's doing his thing. It's just going to be real good to see how this team evolves even more as the season goes. And like I said, this is going to be a, a different type of game, different type of team. You know, uh, Penn is more deep, and that's what surprised them last year. Last year they were deeper than Nova. They were just better. They they had the same type of talent criteria. Guys coming in this year, like local Lloyd, nobody's really – you know, now you got guys that, that's been there. They played together. They've won together. They're, they're playing. Max Marks is the only impact freshman you're really looking at on the squad. You got guys that came. Penn has a real good they, – they've been recruiting great. Like, I'm just like, Penn really has a good team. They have, not only just have a good Ivy League team, they have a good basketball team. So, and they can put A.J. Bordeaux at the 6'10". Ain't too many 6'10", especially in this generation, you know, of, of players – you know, and too many 16 guys passed it like him. It really gives them an advantage with him. So it's going to be a good game. Going to be something to see. This will be a big win for Nova, how they beat Penn. They blow Penn out. It really shows something between the Big Five and the Big East. They've lost Ohio State, Baylor, or not within their conference. So that that was good to get that experience. The Kansas game is going to be super huge. 
Devin Dotson and 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 a Buka, AZ Buka. You know, Yaduka is a guy that playing against who? Well, he played against. I think Cosby Roundtree could start, or is he going to start Robinson Earl? You know, he was a Kansas target too. It's going to be some type of game. They want to see what happens. Um, you know, Agbachi. I want to see how he plays. You know, it's going to be something. But Betty and Samuels are two good defensive players at the three and four. That's what they got the disadvantage. Those guys can play defense, and Robinson Earl can play defense. That is a defensive playing for three right there in the front court. And then Gillespie and, and Antoine, good defenders. Moore, Moore is a good defender. Everybody, you know, the only guy is Swider is the only guy who has to get better at defense. defense. You know, he he's still playing hard, but, you know, everybody else is just better than Swider. This is what it is. So it's a good athletic team, defending team. And then Swider is going to be the type of guy, man, I can't talk as much. I mean, the guy's good. I like when we got him. It was, I was happy as one of the guys. I was like, yo, we got cold swatter. Ice cold. So, big time with it. Now, I want to talk about football. That was just crazy. I apologize, Southeast Louisiana. I apologize for over. Kind of went over because that, that, that was just that. The, the 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 fan base, you know, I said cheating, and I gotta gotta re I gotta kind of re re talk that, cause that would mean that South Louisiana went and paid some money to some some refs and got that done. No, I just think you know the hometown whooping happened. A referee calling that type of call in Louisiana. Those are Louisiana. I don't know what. Listen, he was in favor of Southeast Louisiana. And I'm calling it what it is. If this can if this call, I'm calling it what it is. I'm calling it what it is. If this call to make a call like this in a crucial game, that's obvious. It's more than obvious. We look at the New Orleans when they got cheated. Everybody said they could have did this, they could have did that. No, that a crucial plays take momentum out of games. And when you do something like that, it's like mentally. You beat, and that's it's kind of crazy. Like a play that open, and you're talking about other plays. A play that open, it's just crazy. Same thing here. Jerry Hayek had to extend his arm to make an unbelievable. I mean, he he's gonna be. You gotta watch out. Jerry Hayek is the type of player who can be NFL type. Just watch this group of guys, and just watch this Villanova program. He is an unbelievable receiver. Man, his hands. He was having a ball game. We talking about, we ain't talking about none of the other. We talking about that was the play. And you're talking about between like 110, 109, depending on whatever that Villanova, I mean, that in South Louisiana would have to score in a clutch Villanova. I mean, you, a person, one guy was like, well, they had 120 to score, which wouldn't have been true. You think they wouldn't have scored against them? Listen. One thing that's remained to be seen is that if they're going to score, because it never ended up like that. It ended up where they called a play that he clearly scored a touchdown, and it clearly wasn't no offensive pass interference. That was clearly what it was. 
So what's clear about it is that was a touchdown. That's clear. Well, it remains to be seen that South Louisiana was going to come down and score on Villanova after making the catch like that. I can. There's two opinions. You could say that they are. I could say they're not. You say, what proof do I have? Well, that first half defense could have came back. So we're, that's, where, that's where we're at. When Villanova was completely crushing them. And then the things got different. Now, I'm not saying that Southeast Louisiana team ain't good. I'm not saying that. I clearly know and broadcast some key players that were on that team before the game even started. It's a good team. But what remains to be seen and not even brought to anyone's attention is that this was just one of the most, come on, offensive pass interference. You look at it from one spot and... A guy's running. He's running. And that's Jaron Hyatt. He's extending his arm, and one arm is hanging out. Then you look at it, but he's reaching for Jaron Hyatt's arm. He's reaching. So who's passing? If you're going to call anything, you got to call on the guy extending for the receiver. The receiver's in front of them. There's no way he's pushing anything because he's extending for the ball. You look at it before he even ran to the ball. He was running for the ball. He didn't pay no attention to that guy. He ran past him and went for the ball. So you mean to tell me he's extending to catch the ball because he couldn't. Sometimes when the ball is thrown, you know, you can only reach with one hand. The ball You calculated the ball and you can't get it with two hands. And the way you're running, you can only extend to get it. He was reaching for his dear life. What was he doing to the defender? Nothing. He was reaching for his dead life. And the defender knew he was beat by the extension of the receiver and was reaching. He touched his arm. And I'm hearing he grabbed his arm. He grabbed him. I'm hearing that. So how come none of this was seen? What I've seen with the tape is that he reached for him and touched him. But the receiver is reaching for the ball. How come I could see this from a clip, but this referee couldn't see this in Hammond, Louisiana? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. It's just a bad one when the game's on the line like that. And your referees have to be zeroed in. It just really, you know, I write for this fan base. Any fan base I write for. If I see a bad part and me being with this fan base, I just feel bad for this Villanova fan base for that because they worked hard. I mean, I know guys came back. You got to give Southeast Louisiana credit. You know, they came back, but Villanova made that touchdown. And that, we don't get to see what the momentum is if it went down or up from Southeast Louisiana. We don't get to see that because Villanova was in the lead. Were they going to come back from that? What remains to be seen is that. But what was seen was a touchdown. And Villanova had the lead. The game was over. And I'm saying that. I have the big right to say that because of the call that was made. I feel like it's just strange. Anyway, let's go to um, like Dan the Man Smith had another big time game. Uh, Ayo Dorajahi was having, you know, he was really having a big game. Uh, Changa Hodge once again. Ty Summers had a big game. 
just a good, good, um, good game. You know, defense just collapsed, man. It collapsed. And then it was, listen, I don't want to go to that. I just want to go to that call. It was, it was questionable calls the whole game. And, um, this is what I'm hearing. It's 11 penalties to Southeast Indiana. They had like three of them and people was talking about that. But what makes you go back, what makes them go back to that was this call. It makes everything else look funny. If more by people were saying, why go back to those calls now? No, because this call makes everything look funny now, man. Now it makes the lopsided penalty calls look, it's just, it's just, it's just bad for football. That a call like that, bad for football. Um, Villanova had 10 all-conference, all-CAA. People said they were going to finish ninth. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable. They were they were a t- national title contender, but, you know, they're just the experience. I said it countless times. Dan Smith, first time with this team. Remarkable type of impact of him having that after the chemistry he got. with First with Jaron Hyatt. You can clearly see him and Jaron Hyatt. And I remember a pass he threw to Andrew Perez. I was like, okay, this guy. And... I remember saying that it was Quadria Ismail, but, man, watch out for Dan Smith, and wow. Just look at the quarterback room now with Connor Hawkins and Quadria Ismail and Dan Smith, and Smith is coming back next season with Changa Haas, Jaron Hyatt, Justin Covington. Um, Covington, 8.1 yards per rush, so over 700-some yards. I mean, even D. Will Barley with more carries still couldn't get more rushing yards than just that's how dominating he was. I think he just really, really did so much. I think I can't wait to see him come back with Jalen Jackson. I don't think D. Will Barley will get carries. And I think T.D. A.O. Durge, I think now that they've seen what all four of them can do, now they're going to have to spread it out. But some guy's going to fall back. Because T.D. already So when we look at... Villanova and we talk about linebackers and we talk about um, the safeties talk about the cornerbacks like um, Elijah Glover just looks like a big play guy he's a big play guy no doubt. I think what he did in that, that championship, that really shows you. That shows you where, where they had at safety right now. Julian Williams leaving. Glover's going to start next year. Him and Pickett, him and Pickett are, are the safeties. I mean, they have some good – they are in great hands. You put Pickett and you put Glover at safety, you're in good hands. And you still got Benford, Trent, and Amos. And then you got Waxter coming. That is a nice, nice – it's a nice team right there. So you bring and then you still bring in Roden and let's see who gets time between Roden and Potter and, and Trini and then they got Mims. Mims is listen, Tyrell Mims, Aiden Howard, and Keyshawn Schultz are their top targets. That's that's the guys. Not Tom Santiago, uh Bell and um Zachary Police are walk ons. I expect them to be on this team. I think they they uh we'll see what comes out uh, more about you know, Bell, I think Bell's a uh, Bell's an athlete. He plays quarterback, safety, linebacker, you know, even receiver. Cause he's an athlete, man. He, he's an athletic guy. And um, we'll see if they want to put him at safety. He's a very good athlete. Or linebacker. I think linebacker could be a position that Bell comes in and plays 
and we'll see how he does now. Zachary LaPolice, he's another guy. They, you got to, and when you're in the FCS, you're looking at some guys that get walk-ons. You know, it's it's kind of like, I mean, it's the same thing. These guys can all produce. It's not like walk-ons that you get with the FBS schools that really won't even see. You'll be lucky if they see light of day, but it's guys that get on. It's quarterbacks that get drafted from being walk-ons. Trubisky, you know, uh, Brandon Smith was in Penn State, good linebacker walk-on, you know, but here at FCS, there's some good, talented guy. Andrew Perez is one. Dan Serino is one. Michael Corby is one for Villanova. So uh, those are guys that can be big-time players. These are talented guys. So Zachary LaPolice is a big <laughs> They want to keep that depth I see at um, receiver. And Bell can play. I think linebacker will be a good position. I think they're trying to fill up that position. Next year, Josh Slay. If we're looking at linebacker, you know, Drew is out of here. He's gone. Um, looking at linebackers, and I see Townsell, Eamon Black, Josh Slay all coming in and impacting. Owen Thomas is another one. Now, I think this is the most slept-on position because now that Drew Wiley's going, you got Forrest Ryan. He's a he's a star at that position with Eamon Black. You got those two guys coming back, and now it's like Townsell and who else? I think Owen Thomas can get there, and Jocelyn could fight for a position. This dude is that talented. He could really fight for a starting position. Let's just see how they do this and how this works. Tyler Will has been doing a good job at linebacker. Um, Jake Northrop, he's been doing a good job. Let's just see how these guys all battle for that position. Losing Drew Rowley and Keelan Hunter is going to be big. So it's going to be some time for some guys to step up. And I'm anxious to see these guys. I mean, Owen Thomas, he impacted last year. He impacted. Let's just see where he goes. He got some time, you know, he got some time in there. But, you know, now he he fell back. You got Drew Riley and Keeling Hunter. Now you get guys like, I really want to see what Owen Thomas does. He's, he made some plays. He's a tight, good tight end, and he was a good linebacker. Like, this dude can play. So I want to really. I'm, I think it's Townsell, and it's and it's uh, Owen Thomas in the middle, um, or it might be Amon Black in the middle, and Townsell's on the outside with Forrest Ryan. Townsell's a very talented linebacker, man. So we're going to see how this rolls. This could be a very very dangerous unit. Owen Thomas is going. I think it'll be great at middle linebacker with Amon Black. Those two guys, the headhunters. But Townsell's a guy people don't know is a real good player at their linebackers. And with Forrest Ryan being the type of monster he is, I just think this is a, a new leadership. You know, Josh Slay is a guy nobody's talking about too hard. Better watch out. Josh Slay can play. You know, Tyler Will, other guys, they will get their time. They will get their shot. It's going to be something to see. I think Josh Slay is a guy. I, I can't wait to see how he impacts Josh Slay. And and Villanova's going to be right back in there. Who will be the return guy? I, I really want to see a return guy out of here. And I think Des Boykin is just it. I mean, he's that guy. Get, let Jalen Jackson return kicks. How about that?
You know, I think he's a, a dynamic player. But you can go anywhere. You can go Ray John Pringle. You can go Julian Liasi. You can go anywhere. You know, Julian Liasi is another, he's always a guy I forget about on their receivings. They are so deep now. Man, that's going to be something to see. Next year with Changa Hodge and, and Jaron Hyatt coming, I think it's Liasi and Boykin. Liasi, I have all the time and all the, to, to get, you know, catches. Him, Javon Jones, and um, Boykin are the guys that are more experienced. So other guys like Jaquan Allen coming in and, and Dupree Bryant. It's other guys. They, they're going to have a real luxury next year to have some beasts. And this is going to be something to see. Dez Boykin has more than proven he's a dynamic person, a dynamic, dynamic player. But Dupree Bryant and Jaquan Allen coming in that receiver's room, that, that receiver squad, and, and Andrew Perez is a good player, and Serena is, and, and Perez has proven his hands. He's proven his hands. Proven it. So they got other guys that are going to be there for a minute. I mean, they, listen, Villanova is lucky in the receiving room right now. And then they got Nathan Pagan working with them guys. So you, people should be scared, very afraid of Villanova's receivers coming up. Dupree Bryant, Jaquan Allen, I keep saying it too many times. Andrew Perez is another guy. Listen, they have guys that can catch the, the football. The tight end position along with the linebacker position, that's another position that we're going to see what happens. But one thing for sure, two things for certain. Mitchell Bothwell, three-star tight end, is coming, and this guy can play. Oh, he can play. He can ball, and he can block. And so then you got Ty Summers coming back. That's big. You still get to have your double. People just don't know Bothwell. I say they don't know Bothwell. I think Bothwell takes that spot. I just think he becomes... The, the the that's the double set tight end. Bothwell's that good. They both can block. Bothwell's the best all around tight end on their team. Summers is a guy he proved what he can do in that in the playoffs. He proved it. He's ready for the clutch. He's ready to play. And then you got Jack Stanton. Like he was the it's gonna I wanna see where he's at. You know, he's athletic. Uh letting him play, he can block. And he can catch. This guy can. This is a good three-headed monster tight end. Stanton is the underrated target that people are not even talking about right now. I think they can use. You know, I think Stanton will get some snaps. No question. I think he'll get some snaps. No question. Because for the first time, if you look at their tight end room, they have three tight ends. You know, three good tight ends. Stanton was a. He got the scholarship to play. He was a dynamic defensive end. I mean, he was a beast. He, but they chose just like Trent. Trent was a dynamic wide receiver out of high school, Elijah Trent. But they chose him to play cornerback, and you see why now. He's just such. He's a he's a elite cornerback in the FCS. So I'm really anxious when you make decisions like that. I'm really anxious to see what Villanova does and how Jack Stanton does because to see how Elijah Trent did and look at Quanchen Tassel. He was a Elite, a high-level, big-time running back coming out of high school. They made him a linebacker. They saw something in their linebacker, and he is a talented linebacker. It's going. It's not going to be very. That's why it's not many teams running on Villanova. The linebackers, and now you look at Townsend. We can also sack. So it's they're going to be listen. And but the thing is that their defensive line will be so good with headhunters because. 
with Taylor Fisher. And uh, right now, if you look at, I say Zobel, but Jared Nelson will probably be starting. That'll probably be it. Taylor Fisher and Jared Nelson. They got the experience. And that that defensive line, and then you bring it in Zobel, you bring it in Jalen Howard, and you bring it in um, C.J. Presley. And then you still got, if Aiden Howard, which I think he'll be, that'll just be such a good defensive line. Put pressure on the quarterback. All right, so um, looking at with uh, also Mitchell Bothwell and, like I said, Jack Stanton to see what he can do being switched to tight end. I, I think it's going to be a weapon. I think it's one thing. Since three years of me being here, I've seen, you know, Ryan Bell and, and, and Ben Gillis and um, those guys. Ben Gillis and Summers didn't get no, no run until Bell got hurt. They didn't use them like that. So now, as you see how they use Ben Gillis and Summers, they're going to be used to using these two tight end sets and to the point where they get the third. Watch, Smith is going to be so, so more experienced in this offense. This offense is going to be too hard to stop. They have the weapons to light it up. You've seen it. Everyone has seen it. They can light the scoreboard up. They will come into um, next year. The top. They should be a top five team. They should be a top five team. Not just a top ten. They should be a top five team knowing What's coming back next year with four running backs? You got your top three receivers. If you, if you watch football, watch how Des Boykin impacted. Watch how Changa Hodge and Jaron Hayek impacted. Watch how Ty Summers played. You know, look at what they're getting in Mitchell Bothwell. So this is going to be a real, um, and then the offensive line is coming back. They're coming back. This good offensive line is coming back. Everybody on the offensive line. It's crazy. So that means the depth gets to get better. They get to play behind a good offensive line. I mean, the defense is the – I mean, you look at the playmakers on defense, and nobody's leaving. I mean, Drew Wiley, Keelan Hunter, good good linebackers, did they think um, – but I'm talking about the looking at the stat. Julian Williams, it was guys just played better than him. He played good. But it was guys in there like Pickett that just really started to show themselves. Elijah Glover, more the season went on. You still got Daryl McDaniel. I mean, Daryl McDaniel is still a good cornerback. No one talks about good cornerback. Jalen Goodman is coming. Next. Like he, Nobody forgot about this guy, Jalen Goodman, who's going to be here next year. Jalen Goodman. And to see the quarterback room next year, you know, Jack is, is cool, but uh, Ismail and Watkins, the talent they got now, you got a 6'7 quarterback. They can throw the ball. It's mobile. You got another guy, 6'2", who can sling it, kind of walking, sling it and run. He's mobile. And then you still got the smaller guy who's the starting quarterback, who's more like you. you it's just really – and it's good for these quarterbacks to see a successful quarterback. You know, you had Zach Benarsik, my boy. I mean, Zach B was a good quarterback, but they didn't see no winning. They didn't see no winning. No winning. They get to see a winner. They get to see what to do with other receivers. It's going to make this Villanova culture even better. When you start it, it's going to roll like a train because they're promoting, they're, they're recruiting good players. Now, Tyrell Mims, another guy, the cornerback room. It's going to be big, huge. 
He'll be a real good player. He's going to be a big-time All-CA player to get him. And Kayshawn Schultz, you get another safety. They're, they're trying to get the safety room up. Um, you bring him in, and you see who plays with um, Kayshawn Schultz could get right away time, right away, with around Elijah Glover and Pickett and, you know, where are they going to put Goodman? It's going to be cornerback, going to be safety. Isis Waxter is another guy that's going to get time. It's going to be really something to see what they do with these players that they got. So it's, it's, and, and everybody's, um, you know, Villanova's looking for all these guys to sign. Um, they're not really looking for the guys they're looking for, the uh, preferred walk-ons, they're looking for them to sign. Um, it's going to be something to see. Like, and Villanova's still bringing people in, you know, they're looking at people. But after this, it, it's a wrap. Like, and and they say it's possible that they could go for a running back. They have an offer in Tom Santiago, but he's not one of their top targets. Will they bring in a running back? Will it happen? Possibly. We'll see. We will see what happens. Um, we know he's a, a guy of interest, but he's not a top target. They got an offensive lineman and Jake Picard. They are Wyatt Hummel the, the, uh, with Jaden Rollins coming. They got some good, you know, offensive linemen coming for Villanova. They're, they're keeping a good rotation of offensive linemen. And in 2021, there's guys like um, Jordan Lodato and Will Silverman and, you know, uh, Montesi, another guy, William Montesi. There's some good guys that they're going after in 2021. So, um, and the Falai receiver, Nasir Robinson, running back, um, Jayon Carter, athlete. Like, they're going after some guys, man. It's just, it's, you know. You know, so this is a, just this, this, see how this 2021 class, I'm excited to look at this class and see who they give offers to, who they're going after, you know, um. This is a big thing here. I just like the way it all turned out. And I said I was going to put a lot of dedication, you know, into this and to really giving you what's going on in Villanova. And it's been exciting. It's been really exciting. So, all right, now, I'm out of here, y'all, man. It's Villanova Radio. I want to give y'all a little scoop what's going on. This is your boy, Lisa Johnson. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm everywhere, man. Holler at me. Follow Lita.